Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. All right, fresh off the weekend, a lot to talk about. My name is Garrett along with Rob Shooter. Uh, he has been very busy because uh, the the president of the United States has went over to his hometown <laughs> he of, of London uh, and uh, meeting with the royal family and, and Meghan Markle and Markle. Rob Shooter. How are you? What hello, do hello. we know? How are you? What a great weekend. I had a lovely weekend. Oh, what you do? The sun was shining. I went to see the Elton John movie Rocket Man. Thoughts? Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I see. Sat I, there crying. Really? Oh, you cried. When that little boy, and I'm not giving anything away, but what they do is unlike the Bohemian Rhapsody musical. This is a real musical. So right. they're, they're sitting at the kitchen counter and they burst into songs. So a lot of songs in Bohemian Rhapsody were either in the recording studio or on the stage. Yep. This is a traditional musical. Me and Garrett are sitting in the kitchen and we suddenly burst into song. As so we normally do so on, sort of on like a, any given day. old-fashioned, delicious musical. And they have this one song that... All four members of the family sing. His mother, who was not a very loving woman. His father, who walked out and left him. His grandmother, who was adorable. And Elton, as a little boy. And it just broke my heart. Just it, I thought it was just splendid. What I loved about it, too, is it's so theatrical. When he plays the troubadour, the whole audience rise up. Something that would never happen right. in real life. They levitate. But it's sort of like, I think, a metaphor of what it would be like to see Elton at a young age for the very first time. You feel like you're right. flying. So for me, it was... It's not realistic. It was fantasy. Well, that's the thing. Romance. I think the fan. Uh, I thought I was going in there for like a biopic. Yeah, like because they said it was a biopic. He had a number one record in 1972, and like so. 
Yeah, I mean, th- that's the easier way to go. He See, said he didn't want to do that. They wanted to do that muse- movie. They wanted to do a very so I th- I think straightforward it's, one. I think you could no. still do an open biopic, though, without, you know, I, I don't know. You could do, it. You could do anything I you want. I just felt like it was okay. To me, I, I enjoyed Bohemian Rhapsody more than I did It's Rocket much Man. more traditional than Bohemian Rhapsody. And then we had a number one record. And then we went to America. Yeah. And then this is not that. This is like um, Moulin Rouge. This is a fantasy. It's over the top. It's craziness. It starts with him in therapy, and then he bounces back to a little boy. I loved it. I I loved it too when he's playing piano in the pub when he's a young kid, clearly talented, and then suddenly the windows of the pub blast open and they're dancing in the street, and um, I loved it. I loved everything about it. Uh, And that actually happened too when when growing up. (laughs) He played, and then there was blast over. And dancing in the street. I think the nice thing about it, as, as a young gay kid that grew up in Britain myself with nowhere none of the talent that, Alan, that, that that Elton has, it teaches you, like, you can be who you want. Like, he changed right. his name, and he he became Elton John. Well, he didn't like what, what he who he was, and so he did something about it. So we're on each side of the aisle on uh, whether we liked it or not, but... You didn't, did you hate it? Or? I didn't hate it. I just... All right. It was okay for me. I was going in there thinking how I saw Bohemian Rhapsody, that it was going to be a, 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 a biopic about right. him, and... I think just like going to a Broadway show that isn't based on anything, I didn't have that. I didn't go in the mindset of disbelief. Like right. to me, I wanted to believe everything that was happening, and it was hard to believe. Wait, like they're flying, well, they're flying, they're one flying point, yeah. and he's all sudden. He's he's playing in the pub, and then all of a sudden, there's dancing in the street. <laughs> I mean, for for all I know, it could have happened. It it's happen. freaking Elton it John. It's he, all fantasy. And I like, get it. If I you get love it. a sparkle and a feather boa. So when you go to the movies, are yeah. are, are you a snack guy, or are you just go? I sh- am a snack. Guy, I, I'm, I'm lucky enough that we get invited in New York to these things called screenings, right. which I wasn't really what they were, where what they were, and they they give away free tickets to go to the movies. But it sounds great, but it's actually not that much fun. They're always oversold, so they are always like crushed. There's no in. previews. I do enjoy that. I, I I like I like going with a regular audience, and they're right. all snobby people. So whenever you go to a screening in New York, I and everybody else is spending more time worrying where Anna Winter's sitting or <laughs> who I can make a contact with, or oh my god, I've got to go over and talk to him or. Oh, there's Katie from the Today Show. And, like, I don't like that. I like to go to the movies with a big bucket of popcorn and a Diet Coke. And I sit on the back row always with a baseball cap on in sweatpants and laugh <laughs> and drop popcorn. Just like Lady Gaga. Yeah, when exactly. she I love, yeah, I love the movies on a Saturday. I love them on a rainy day, too. I, I went to uh, go see a movie that's coming out in August. Uh, it's called The – it was a book – Back in 2003, called the Art of Racing in the Rain, and Milo Ventimiglia, very handsome. Yeah, the this, guy from This, this Is Us. Us. Yeah. he uh, he plays a dad who uh, is a race car driver, but uh, gets a little puppy. Uh, and but the story's told from the puppy's, puppy's per- like perspective, and me, but- where it's like he wants to be human. It's from the people who did Marley uh, and Me. Uh, so uh, Rob, that you're movie. a dog. You're oh my a do- god! I know. You're I'd a rather dog- Jennifer died than the dog. You're a dog At person. End of Marley and Me. Oh. If if you read the Art of Racing in the Rain, you know the ending, obviously, but uh, and the it's, story. It's but Rob. Tough. You you will cry. I love these movies. I love going you on, will a, on a cry. Do you like all those fanciness of screenings? I like it regular. Saturday. Every once in a while. Yeah, I'd rather not, just go not... regular and sit there with my book. And I think the audience reacts different too. If you have to pay ten bucks, twelve bucks. To oh get yeah, in, you're invested. You want to be there. You're, you're and invested. You made the choice to go. If you get invited, it's a different yeah, story. Yeah, like, I'll go because I want to bump into Stephen or I want to bump into Garrett or oh. I want to like I go for those reasons. And you know, uh, you know what I did too this weekend? I uh, did a cooking class. Oh, very. No, at, at the Institute of 
culinary education. Sounds very fancy. Uh, what but, did you cook? Uh, a Tuscan steak. Oh my god, that tough to to cook a steak really well. Well, you know what I What's learned? What's the trick? It has to be really hot. You throw it on and don't move it. Not even that. It's seasoning. You know how much salt should actually go onto a steak? Probably a lot more than what we think. Well, yeah. So you, if you do like one of those little little pinches, and it. the, no, it's supposed to be a slathered. light layer of snow. It's not not slathered, but like a light. Like on both sides? On both sides, huh. uh, rubbed in as soon, and with salt and pepper. Then you get it. So I learned that this weekend. I didn't know that. And and they said, you know what the difference Was is? Was it really really salty? When you, not it? at all, because because when you put it on a grill and then you make it, uh, you know, it, it, it pretty much it, it evaporates. And you don't use extra virgin olive oil uh, when when cooking. You use olive oil because it won't burn in Very a pan. Interesting. Yeah, no, I learned that this weekend. Didn't know. And and pretty much all those chefs hate the cooking shows. <laughs> They hate cooking shows because it's not realistic. It's not really, but that's like saying actresses don't like reality shows. Right, like that's sort of like a given. Like you know, like I'm not sure how much Gwyneth Paltrow or Reese thinks about the Kardashians. Like you know, it's sort of you like, know they deep down inside they have their bu- like, their popcorn and their but diet coke. Snobs and... about it. Those, but this is what's interesting with the chefs. I used to work for Rachel Ray for a little bit. Right. The company I worked for represented Rachel. Rachel's not respected amongst chefs. They think she's a cook, not a chef, and that's a mean way. Right. If anyone says that to you. You're a great cook. It's a dig. Um, it, they should call Rachel a great chef. I think she is. But the food world hates her, but at the same time, they all want to be her. So they hate her success. They don't think she's very talented. They don't think she has many skills. But she might be the most famous chef in America. She's the yeah. only one that has a network show. And, uh, and a name and a face that people yep. recognize. And she sells those pots and pans at Target and everywhere at Walmart. And she makes a fortune. It's weird. I, I know a few chefs. Rocco Dispirito right. had his own re- show once, a reality show. And he was thought of as a great chef until he did that show, and then all the chefs hated him. Well, and it took him years to bounce back. Yeah, I mean, a lot of jealousy comes yeah, into play like with it. Yeah, it's like jealousy. And I wonder those posh chefs, if you actually said to them, would you trade your career for Rachel Ray's or I think they, Bobby s- they have to say no because they know, oh, God. But deep down, it's like musicians hate Andrew Lloyd Webber. Right. Andrew Lloyd Webber is not the most respected musician, but he's the most successful and so it's very interesting. I wonder with musicians, if you said to a great musician, would you change your career to have Andrew's wealth and right. career? I wonder. Uh, yeah. I think most will, but they would never would admit never it. Admit it. Never admit it. Because there's something intoxicating about success. Oh, of course, like, they without hate a doubt. Britney Spears. They think Britney's terrible, but, but they love her success. If you give this, yeah, it's one of those things like you have to go through this to get to here, but. Right. And then a very few people have both, like Sting has both. Um, Bruce and, Springsteen has both. And he's a great lover, too. He's a great both lover. Both Springsteen and, and, and ours. It's so interesting. There's like, there's favorites that are commercially successful, like Sting, and also really arty-farty, artistic, right. like Sting. But not a lot are. Most of the Britney Spears of, of this world. Beyonce's both. Yeah, Beyonce has a little bit of both. Uh, all right, so what do we know about so uh, Meghan, Markle, Meghan Markle, president? Yeah, he did an interview. Did, for, did he call her nasty? Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, yeah, so he did. So I mean, you can't, the president, even people that I think really are great fans of this president, he's not the most truthful person. Right. Or he changes his story. And I don't even think he thinks he's lying. I think he just changed his his mind and that he forgot that he said no, he said forget. one thing and then, yeah, and then he, like he, sh- facts don't matter to him so like he can change his mind very quickly so he was he was did an interview for British newspaper and most I love that he did people, it for the British newspaper but he blamed CNN yes he did <laughs> I have a friend at CNN they're mad today too what he said about CNN is dangerous but um so he did an interview for British newspaper was asked about Meghan Markle if you're a defender of Donald Trump 
you would say he was led into the question. But right. even so, most people, including ourselves, would have got out of that. Like right, if somebody led me down that path, and I'm not a like trained I tried to politician, do every day. <laughs> I, I would not go into it. So he's asked about Meghan Markle during the election. She supported Hillary. She's a huge feminist. She has a lot to say about women's rights, particularly right. reproductive rights. Um, she was an actress for a very long time with strong opinions, and she spoke about them. You can't erase that, and neither would she want to. And so the reporter cleverly brought up Meghan Markle. And so he snapped back, which is what he does and what people who support him and like about him and people that don't like, don't like about him. So he snapped back. The weird thing was then he changed his mind and said he never said it. Maggie Haberman, who's a brilliant Pulitzer Prize winning reporter, tweeted out the video of him saying, I mean, there, there is video. Like, because he's so powerful. When the president speaks, it's recorded. Everything. When you and me speak, nobody knows. No, 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 nobody knows. For all we know, I could delete this. And <laughs> this is deleted. If you're hearing it, I don't no, know how you're hearing you're it right now. If you're the president, like, or if you're like on TV, so if you're like you know Savannah Guthrie, like if you're if you're Anderson imagine Cooper, Savannah Guthrie going to an interview and says, not recording it, not record, just didn't record. Did I ever tell you I did that once? No. So I had a. Uh, it was when Simon Cowell came back oh. for uh, for a judge. I think when he be uh, left on X-Factor. Came back for X Factor. Yeah. So uh, big interview. Uh, I was I was called up uptown. Uh, he just did an interview with Kelly and Ryan. And uh, I didn't have, and just like you, you're a, you're a hustler. So I didn't have a camera crew with me. Mm-hmm. So I called a friend who had a camera. Fantastic. And uh, we got up there, and uh, for, I thought we were getting like 10, 15 minutes. What'd you get? Four. No, I, I sat down with Simon for an hour. That's fantastic. For a full hour, we were talking everything One Direction. <gasps> we were talking Britney Spears. Oh, we were talking great. coming back to television. Are you the best questions it, and it, funny. Oh, it was, it was great. So mm-hmm. I wanted to say, hey, let, let's look back after we. And the kid looks me in my face, and I can't blame him. In front him. of Simon? Uh, no, no, Simon oh, thank left. Thank God. And he goes, I didn't, he goes, I only got four minutes. I go, why didn't you stop us? He goes, I, I didn't know what to Like He, he let froze. me go for 55 he minutes. Goes, so I played fake interview with Simon <sighs> Cowell for about an hour, <sighs> a full hour. <sighs> You're glad you got the four minutes. Oh, yeah, I got, got four, something I got, some, I got something. And then Simon's probably like, this guy pulled the strangest clips, the boring yeah, clips. The like, most boring, yeah, the great boring. stuff he didn't care. But yeah, it's, it's happened to me A friend before. of mine when I was a publicist, he wouldn't tell me which clients, but I think it was J-Lo. He interviewed Jennifer. I think he wouldn't tell me who. He interviewed so many of my clients, it yeah. could have been a, d- a different one. So he interviewed one one of my divas for a gay magazine, and it was during Pride, right. Happy Pride, and this month, um, but it was many years ago. Are you doing? Are you doing any? Are, are you we'll any marshals? We'll get to no, oh, not yeah. any point. And he just it was just a, a, an audio interview, not right. not a video, because Jennifer was not in full hair and makeup, cost a lot of money. She did the interview, <laughs> t- fifteen minutes, just for like quick, quick, quick. He he didn't record on his phone, and so oh. he did he did a story. But instead of quotes, he did, he did it like generic. Like oh. a, so Jennifer's very supportive of the gay community. Because when I read it, I was like, there's no quotes. It's just like general feelings. Like She's a big fan of the gay community, and she would like to do more to help gay rights. And Jennifer like, Lopez said. And then nobody said. put the quote. Jennifer said, quote, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Oh. There were no quotes. And I was like, God, that's a weird style of writing. So, so Rob, so as we, you know, <laughs> another story came up. So quickly on the bridge. So he's he's there now. Uh, lots of pro- protests. Um, Britain's going through a lot of trouble themselves. 
the hard right in Britain are there supporting right. him. Most of the country is pretty angry that he's there. The Queen, I think, she's such a class act. Like, she's the head of the state. She's not elected. Right. She's the head of a state. This is her job. Some people are saying she shouldn't have met him. She, she, she doesn't have a choice. Like, yeah. she had By to. By law. She's met some of the worst people in the world. Like, she has met dictators. She's met terrible, terrible people. When he turns up, her graciousness and the family's style is something we could all learn a lesson from. So instead of being like the people in the streets screaming and shouting and being aggressive, I would hope the President of the United States, some of the Queen's graciousness rubbed off on him. I don't uh, know. Well, you're all, time will Probably tell. not, but I think um, she didn't have a choice. Now, Meghan's not there. Harry was there, which must have been very difficult after he went after his wife. Uh, also, too, let's remember... The president lied about dating Princess Diana. So he did say that she came on to him and she wanted to buy an apartment in Trump Tower, which was all lies. He made it up to make Trump you Tower. You got to think more. that handshake was a little extra it, hard. It, and... I think they're such pros. I think they put on their of business course. hat and I think they walk. Me and you would be like, how dare he say that about my mom, my sister? I, I would shake but, his hand and then whisper into his ear, you yeah, son of a bitch. I think they don't. I think they do the job and then yeah. they go back to the house and bigger blah, person blah, blah, than blah. us, Rob. Sure. Much bigger, but that's the job. Oh, you know. All right. So here's another story I wanted to tell you. Uh, we were talking about recording interviews. Yes. So uh, I got sent down to Miami to uh, do one of these junkets with uh, The Rock at the time. He had a TV show, like a, one of those, like on on TNT. So uh, our job was to talk to The Rock for about four minutes about the show. I fangirled and talked about his career, his movie career. I love career. you, I love you, I love you. Well, he had to talk about this and this and XYZ and then tell us this project. Nothing about the TV show. You didn't show. get to the TV show. So the commercial, so the uh, the screw, we had to come back and build build out the audio right. about talking to The Rock about the show. Yeah. I sat down there and I had nothing. No. So I was like, so no, no, no. this is oh, what this I had to do. So I emailed Pulse. seven different people that were also there, and, they, and I asked for, for if I, can I borrow some of your That's clips. So sweet. And I did had they a, give it? You? Oh yeah, they, they did good because people. they un, they understood where the position I was at. Uh, so I had to piece together an interview <laughs> with the Rock uh, Frankenstein and pretty much talking about his show because uh, what I had had nothing to do about his TV show. <laughs> I, I have, there's a few radio shows, very successful ones that they call Frankenstein shows, yep. which means they're never really live. They're put together in a control room, not yep. in a studio. The talent that you're listening to sometimes isn't there. There's this really famous story. My friend Amy, who invented, um, she was the EP of Maury Povich, okay. Sally Jesse Raphael, the fourth hour of the Today Show. She invented, she's a brilliant producer. She was the EP of Sally when Sally was the number one talk show, beating Oprah. Big red glasses. And see the world through Sally's eyes. And then... Um, one episode, Sally walked off the set. So she was so angry, she just left halfway through. They carried on the show without Sally, and they just kept editing in the back of her no. head <laughs> from like an other episode. Well, so you didn't know Sally had disappeared if you were watching. Well, you know, it's a, 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 <laughs> going off of that, like uh, using, using Sally Jesse Raphael's head. So I went to a, ta a few tapings of Ellen. Oh, yes. So here's the interesting thing. So uh, when Ellen, uh, you know, it, w t w during the interview, if there's ever like a, a mess up or a flub, there will always be a cut to the audience. Because oh, it's taped. Because it's taped. So anytime you see the audience clapping or whatever, yeah. it's a transition. 
So it's a transition from whether a question or whatever. It's not a natural transition where the audience is like, oh, uh, talk to the next thing. You'll see a shot of the audience either cla- clapping, nodding. laughing, or whatever, and it's Ellen having having some, to some to either reset or transition into another question. So it was like, you know when you're talking to somebody and you just don't know where to go next? Yes. That's what it is. Got the, it. So the, if there's an awkward pause on the Ellen show, they would edit that out. You'll, you'll see an audience. The, you'll see an audience nodding, or, nodding or laughing or clapping. And they'll take or, the pause out, uh, and, and the pause will be out, and they'll transition. To I the next. went to the finale of Celebrity Apprentice while oh, we're talking about Brennan. Yeah, oh, he could barely get. He knew none of them. Everything was on cue cards, including the winner. Like he couldn't, oh, yeah, he couldn't yeah, like yeah. the two of them. He has two people left. It's not that hard to a remember. Or B. It's <laughs> Joe Rivers, or it's like you know, it's not that hard. And by the time you get to the top two, you've been with them for six months. Like right, you should. And they always, the most famous ones, always get into the top two. Yeah, ironically he did enough, it. he did it. He didn't have, and he had people like literally like. Um, sit here, stand up, turn to the left, look to the right, sit down. It was so produced. I couldn't, I couldn't. I've been to another TV show. This one was like, this was like your... I don't know, so like little brother doing a TV show. Like this was something that (laughs) had been on camera for years and still didn't get it right. And they had to redo this, this, and this. And he got names of people wrong and he didn't know when they were on the show. Everything was scripted. All right, so uh, (laughs) let's jump into some stuff before we get out of here. We've been talking about it. Uh, Beverly Hills 90210 coming back. We think that it will be... The nostalgia will be there quickly, and then yeah, I think it will fade. I think so. Remember, they've done this before with Ashley Simpson, I think, did 90210, but this is different because it is the original cast. If you didn't go crazy over the Elton movie, you probably won't like this because this is okay. fantasy. All right, there we it's go. It's not going to be a reality. This is. Um, did you ever see the comeback? With Lisa Kudrow. Yes. Right? It's like that. Okay. This is an actress playing an actress that's sort of like her. So it's a little bit sort of whimsical. I think it sounds fun, but it's not on the money. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, you, uh, a lot of my friends uh, saw Jennifer Lawrence hanging out uh, at a polo match in Jersey City, New Jersey yesterday. Indeed. And she stole the show. Yeah. Yep. Everyone was talking about yeah, her. I think she's really enjoying And New Michael York. B. Jordan was there too. Freaking... <laughs> Freaking Creed and uh, you, you know, uh, uh, and uh, in the Avenger movies. I, so yeah, so she Black hangs Panther. out in New York. You see them around, like so. She's based in New York now. She likes it. There's lots of sightings of her on the subway. She's surprisingly somebody that can go low key. If she pulls her hair back in a ponytail and doesn't wear a lot of makeup, she's quite transformative. Like I've seen pictures of her on the street where I've really had to look and be like, yeah. "Is that Jennifer Lawrence?" And yeah, if you walk around, particularly downtown, she's based downtown. You might bump into her. Well. Uh, we already talked about them, but is it true that Megan and Harry are taking Archie to New York City this summer? They are indeed. She wants, she knows. Do they stay in her apartment or no, do they stay, stay in a the, royal, like... They don't have an apartment here, so well, they'd stay. Last time she was here, she stayed at the Mark Hotel. The Mark's a magnificent hotel on the Upper East Side. Now, is that one that where you, Rob Shooter, can ride the elevators and learn? or do I you can't ride an elevator, but I'll have someone at the bar. Yeah. So I can put somebody at the bar there. Um, it's a beautiful, magnificent hotel. The other place where Diana stayed, and I think it's really good for royals, is the Carlisle. Tom Cruise stays there because there's an underground garage. So you can get in and out uh. of the Carlisle without being seen. The 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 world of Astoria is closed down at the moment, but that's where presidents used to stay because there's an underground garage. In fact, there's even a private train station under... I swear, it hasn't been used, but they built it for Roosevelt because they didn't want anyone to know he was in a wheelchair. Oh, so, so interesting. So there is a private 
and it's only got one stop and one person used it. There's a subway stop under the Waldorf Astoria that was literally used for Roosevelt. Oh, that's so interesting. So it's a wild hotel. Uh, well, so there's a, a, a salon uh, right here in Soho called Divashan. You might know their shampoo. Uh, it's it's everywhere. Yes. It's for If you have curls, it's the way to go. I don't, neither do you. <laughs> My wife does. That's how I know it. Uh, but she's uh, I she always talks about uh, this place. So I, I've sent her there a few times. I uh, had to take out a mortgage to do oh, so. Crazy. But he, too, has a garage that goes underground oh. to get into the salon because people like Madonna go there and get their hair cut, See? which yeah. is interesting. It's my building where I live. A lot of celebrities live in my building, not because I'm there, but because there's an underground garage. I, w- I want to say that, yes, because you're there. <laughs> no, if they knew I was there, they and wouldn't they need the press. But it's an underground garage. There's also a building. There's a Whole Food in the basement of it, but there's a building on 7th and 24th Street where Katie Holmes used to live. Nick Jonas lives, I think. Bobby Flay lives there. It's got an underground garage. So it's very rare in New York that you can get into an elevator under a building. Most celebrities, even on Park Avenue or Fifth Avenue, they pull up at the curb and you have to walk, not very far, but you do walk in. So a lot of really rich, really famous people will stay at the car. No, we're in the breast business. I was thinking about that with the Elton John movie. I was thinking, my husband's a songwriter, and I was like, what a better... Not just a songwriter. He's a pretty good, he's a, he's pretty a successful very, song. So, but it's, yeah. what a great gig to be Bernie Taupin, to be the song, to be the lyricist. You don't want to be Elton. It's too much fame. Can you imagine not walking down the street? But it's one or, of those things, too, where you, would you ask Bernie, uh, going, if you could switch, would you? No, I don't think he would. I don't think so. And with all the press for the movie, Bernie's not done any. Didn't right. pass on it. Doesn't want to do it. Bruce, my husband, doesn't do it. Like he, he very rarely will do interviews. He won't do. He won't do photoshops on, on photoshops on carpets. He'll walk in the regular. Like he doesn't want to play that game. And I didn't get it until I met really famous people. You don't want to be famous. Well, yeah. Well, it's interesting. We we had a singer who's uh, you know not as famous as as the singers we've been talking about yet, but uh, his name's Bozzy, and uh, he, he he did Govball last night uh, in New York City. He just got back from Australia. He flew to Australia for five days to see a girl that he's dating. Uh, so he flew more than he stayed in Australia. <laughs> and he flight. said for the first time in his early career, he had that like. I don't, why do I want to do this? Don't do it. And you don't realize it until you're in it. Yeah. It's one of those outsider no, looking once in. you've yeah. got it. There's very, very few people. I'm so lucky in life to have been around so many really famous. Diddy, Jayla, right. really, really famous people. Do, do they, have you ever seen them say, they, I, I, I don't, don't know if they were, I don't know if they knew what it was going to be if right. they would work so hard. The, Rosie O'Donnell said that she wouldn't have done it. So many, I don't think Britney would. If Britney could take back all, all the troubles and have a simpler life. I don't it's a really weird thing. This Elton movie is wild. It, it's it, but it's a level of fame nobody achieves. Oh, you it know what I read? The most, most famous people in the world. But would you and there's a scene where he's all alone. He can't walk down the street. He can't just go out to the bar and get a drink. I couldn't right. I could text you tonight and be like, oh come on Garrett, let's go and get a drink. I'm not feeling happy. And we could go and sit and laugh. You can't do that, and it's just a weird life. But you know what's interesting about Rocket Man? We'll end on this. Uh, so obviously, Elton John uh, was uh, heavy in drugs. Very much. So. And the movie. Uh, obviously, Taron Edgerton, who plays Elton John, didn't do real drugs in there. Chopped up vitamin B. No. 
So he got some healthy doses. Oh, so he got healthy through this. Oh, so what they did when, when so there's a lot of cocaine in the movie. Yeah. When all those cocaine scenes that he's sniffing cocaine, they crushed up vitamin D. Vitamin B. Vitamin yeah. B. Oh, wow. That's yeah. so interesting. Because I, I was like, uh, how do they replicate? Because it? it can't be powder. Right. Because you can't sniff powder because right, right, right. it's not healthy. And it's vitamin D. So it had to be B. Yeah, B. Yeah. Fantastic. He looks good in it. He was just talking about his big ass. So guys out there, if you have big thighs or big asses, don't. Hide it. He was like, All he's right. learned to love his big fat I'm ass. I'm working on my ass. You have a uh, you have I got, a little, you got well, no ass. I, no ass. My jeans no fall ass. right off but the back. But you do great on the front. Yeah, that's it, it. All transferred to the front. And on that <laughs> note, uh, thank you for listening. My name is Garrett. That's from Shooter. We'll leave you with that image. Thank, oh. thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month. No matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.